Today in the studio, we have our friend Bridget Blood, who's a grief coach, and um, she is here to share her journey with the Connection Codes of how she learned these tools and now how she utilizes them to process emotions within herself, how she's overcome trauma and processes trauma she's experienced Mm. using these tools, and now how she is developing deep friendships using these tools, even living in a brand new city. So that is where we are headed today. Mm -hmm. And welcome to the Connection Codes podcast. This is the podcast where we break open our emotions that take us from being disconnected to connected in our relationships and in ourselves. I am your host, Tara Wages, and joining me is marriage and family therapist, clinical sexologist, Dr. Glenn Hill, and his incredible wife, Phyllis, who together they have founded The Connection Codes, which is the guide to human connection. And we're so glad you're here. Mm-hmm. Hello, world. Hi, friends. We are so excited mm-hmm. for today's podcast. Mm-hmm. We've actually been talking about this for quite some time mm-hmm. uh, to have our friend Bridget on and because we love her, but also she's mm-hmm. single. And we love the idea of just being able to really dive into how do you use the Connection Codes tools when you're single. So welcome, Bridget. Thank you. So glad to be with you guys. Yes. And we wanted her to kind of tell how she stumbled upon uh, Connection Codes. Because yeah, that's so much part of her story. Yeah, but first we just have her last name is Blood. And that's just kind of, <laughs> yeah. I don't know the history of it, but I think wow. anybody's last name is Blood is kind of cool. Thank it you. Is, Thank it you, is pretty cool. Sure well, I always help. tell people that. I say, my name is Bridget Blood, and I'm like, you'll remember it because of the blood. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. But yeah, so I found Connection Code sitting on a coworker's desk a couple years ago, and I have always kind of been in this genre of I love mm. any tool that's going to help us have stronger relationships. And so I was like, this looks interesting. So I picked it up and I like wrote it and I came back and I felt so much shame. And I was like, Hey, I ordered you a new copy because I couldn't <laughs> help but write notes in you this. Wrote in someone else's book? I did. I did. But I, I bought him a new word. one. I, Note to my, self. Don't my, let Bridget borrow your book. My respect for you just plummeted. <laughs> Y'all are missing the point. She oh. bought another I bought book another book oh, okay. and gave it to Sorry. the person. And it was so helpful because, hmm. um, it just was a new tool, like so simple. I think that was something mm. my, you know, I think about my mom, like that's always a big word for her. It's like, hey, whenever we're using something in our life to help, like it needs to be simple, something mm-hmm. practical yeah. so that we can remember and actually do it. Not like, oh, read this good book and then go put it on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then probably about a month later, um, I was in a really serious relationship that ended. Mm. Um, and so it kind of rocked my world. It was an incredibly painful season that led to just months and months of really deep pain and trauma and Mm. unpacking that. Um, and I would say that like the core emotion wheel specifically like saved my brain. Mm. There was, I mean, I, like I said, like I had a really, um, I was in leadership. Like I love, um, talking about emotional health. So like I had a bunch of tools, um, but I didn't have something that could really help my brain when my body was so traumatized. Like I, Mm. I literally remember saying like, my brain is broken. I have whole chunks of memory that are black. Like I'm waking up with nocturnal panic attacks. Mm. My body itches uncontrollably. Like Mm. my body hurts. I cannot think straight. Like I don't know what to do. And all of the tools that I have, like nothing's working. And so it really just became like, I don't know if I can keep living, so I need to do something different. And so it was starting with a core emotion wheel with a really good friend, like 30 times a day. Mm, like wow. 
as much as I could, mm. like during work, mm. texting, being like, ooh, flooded with fear, even if it's just a quick text message, mm. because I needed to do something. But mm. it just created this capacity in me to go, okay, yes, the whole world did just explode on you. Mm. That's okay. Um, and we will become, a, for me, I always like to use the language of like becoming a really kind friend to my body. Mm. Mm. And I was like, hey, I refuse to be a leader that doesn't pause because I think I had watched that so many times in the circles that I was in of like, people had this really devastating life event, but then it was like, oh, no, we got can't talk about it. You got to show up on stage or you need to teach in front of people. Like, you just need to be okay. And I was like, actually, I'm not okay. And I'm going to try to make my world as quiet as I can to take care of my heart so that I am the leader that I want to be mm. in 30, 40 years from now. Wow. That was kind of how I started on the Connection Code journey. Mm. Wow, so good. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, um, man, it's such a good reminder because I know sometimes we talk with people and we're trying to encourage them to do the wheel once a day, mm. like just for 30 days straight, <laughs> do it once yes. a day. And yet I think that undersells how powerful it is yeah. because right. you just shared that you were doing it sometimes 30 times a day, mm. believing in how much it really does regulate our yeah. bodies and yeah. how important it yeah. is to get it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, we had a check-in with Connection Coders the other night and that question kind of came back around uh almost like the idea that you outgrow it or that Mm. um it's almost like even with people who have been on this journey for a while they forget how important it is just to use the wheel and and to use it for your own self that's so huge yeah and some of those people that forget that are phyllis and glenn Uh, and it's just amazing to me that because and you know we always say we're just pilgrims on the journey we're a little further down the trail than some but uh it's always startling to me and you're better at it than i am you know Mm. where we get there's a tense moment or we're stuck on a decision or whatever and then you'll say you know let's do the wheel i'm like the what Uh, (laughs) i don't really say that but it does i'm just like well wait i I should be Mm. you know the world's leading you know wheeler and i just forget it's amazing Mm -hmm. to me how it just I don't know. I can't explain it. It just slips my mind. Uh, and, you know, part of that's because we walked sideways for so many years. It's just automatic. We jump into the discussion, the conversation. Mm-hmm. We just forget the connection because we forget that, oh, we got to find out what the emotion is behind that. And it also amazes me because we've done the wheel th- literally thousands of times, how helpful it is to have the wheel sitting in front of us. Mm-hmm. And it's not because we can't remember the eight words. There's just something about having that mm-hmm. director, yeah. that, I don't know, that aid, that, that assistance. Uh, whenever we're processing through. Wow. Yeah. It's such a good reminder. So Mm. tell us a little more about that, even that idea, because you are single. So kind of highlight that as a single person, because so much at times when we are even talking about it, we're talking Mm -hmm. about it in a marriage uh, relationship. Mm. And yet you're saying to do the wheel when you're by yourself. Mm. Yeah, which I want to add to this, not just as a single person, but as an individual. Mm. You know, because there's so often that people don't think, well, my partner won't do this with me Mm. or I don't have anybody to do this with me. But doing this for yourself makes Mm. as much of an impact as it does by co-regulating with someone else. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I always have a journal, like I'm a journaler. And so like most days starting that of like, okay, I'm just going to go through the core emotions for myself. Um, for me, I found that because I was having the nocturnal panic attacks, which mm. meant that I would go to sleep at night feeling okay. And then I'd mm. wake up in the middle of the night, like overwhelmed and like physically sick. 
Um, and so I found that if I could text a best friend before sleep, that was helpful. Or if I'd wake up in the middle of the night, like actually having my brain process, okay, like what's happening for you right now and not just getting stuck in the, I feel sick or I feel flooded or whatever it is. Um, that was super helpful. Um, but I was even thinking about like this morning, like out loud in my apartment by myself, like I had spilt water and I go, Oh, pain. Or like, mm. you know, um, I think that I, there's this one, it's so funny to me cause it kind of is, it's become a pattern. Like when I throw something down the dish disposal, like food that I didn't eat or whatever, I go, Oh, guilt. And I'm like, this mm. is to kind of become the guilt spot because every mm. time it's like, <laughs> Ooh, I'm pouring something out and throwing something out. But like even being able to process it is like, I get to experience like I have, I didn't even know that. I think that's a huge part of my story is I just grew up in a culture, um, where you got small and especially women got small. And so Mm. it was like revolutionizing for me to read connection codes and be like, Oh, I actually Mm. have the right to take up space. I no one had ever told me that before. Mm. And so like, I think about, um, like even something simple like practicing because it was so scary for me. Mm. Like it was so scary to show up and have needs and process authentically. So like starting small. So like one ways I love to do is like um, if I order coffee somewhere and it's not right and it's mm. a pain experience for me, I'm flooded yeah. with guilt yeah. of like, ooh, I'm actually experiencing pain. I have joy in taking up space. I have fear in taking mm. up space. Like this is all happening inside of me. And so I was like, you know what? Nope. I remember like the first time I did it, I was at Dunkin' Donuts and Whoa. I park and I walk in and I was like, hey, I'm feeling some guilt um, that I'm going to ask to remake this. But I ordered almond milk and this is not almond milk. Mm. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, and it, they redid wow. it. And I've had I've done that a couple times now. Some people are snooty about it and they're upset. But if I just show up not defensive of like, oh, you messed up my coffee and just be like, oh, I'm experiencing mm. pain. I'm feeling some guilt asking because I know you're working so hard, like even honoring them and what's happening mm. for them. Wow. Like all of those things. I think about like literally this morning, um, I knew that we were going to meet. I had had a dentist appointment and it was early and I was like, oh, I've got some fear because what would create a lot of uh, joy for me is if I could move that dentist appointment a little bit later so I could go from the dentist to here. But then I had fear. I was like, oh, can I, am I allowed to take up that space? And I was like, wait a second, (laughs) you have the right to exist. You have the right to exist. And so I just was brave and I was like, hey, does it work for you? I'm fine keeping the appointment. And Mm. they're like, oh, no problem. Come in at this time. And I was like, great. So it's just all those little things of like, I think number one, starting as an individual, like if you are by yourself or whatever the context is, but even if you're not like, like again, it's still, if you're married, if you're living with people, however the context looks for you, Mm. like, is it in a journal? Some people don't like that. Is it a texting it out? For me, that's been very helpful because there's some co-regulation in that of like, Hey, I don't need you to respond. That's that's also I think been really helpful in friendships is to mm. say, hey, like I'm actually not looking from anything from you. I just need to process right. this. Like I'm walking yeah. in to a situation, and if I don't co-regulate mm-hmm. a little bit, I won't yeah. know how to process it. Yeah. So the best that I can do right now is send a text message, and you can heart it. <laughs> yeah, and it's just enough identity to go. Okay, now my nervous system yeah. can settle down. Yeah, mm. yeah. And Dr. Jim Cohn has done so much research about that. What happens? when Bridget just conveys it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person might not even see the text for three hours, yep. but it actually makes a difference for you with your nervous system, with your psyche in the moment. And if you actually saw the other person, well, they're in a meeting. They're, they're not, but you don't know that. Yeah. And so you're just like, oh, you know, my friend is really there for me. Well, sort of they're not, but you don't yeah. know that. And just the processing of it. And what's so fascinating, startling to me, is that we are all born this way. Yeah. 
100% of babies on the planet are born being authentic. We're supposed to be. We're mm-hmm. hardwired for this. I'm faith-based. I believe God designed it. Even if there's no God in this evolutionary, still, this is the human condition. Mm-hmm. And that virtually all of us, as far as I know, get knocked off course. Mm-hmm. And then we get lost. And now I show up as a whatever, a 10-year-old, a 15, 20, 30-year-old, inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And now I don't like the coffee at Dunkin' Donuts, and I'm not allowed to say, ugh. Something wrong with it. This is not what I ordered. Yeah. And I'm gracious a lot, but how many times Phyllis and I had conflicts over the years because I would want her to go to up to Dunkin' Donuts to, mm-hmm. you know, get my coffee fix. And, of course, this poor girl was kind and adored me, and she would do it. But she actually enabled me and mm-hmm. facilitated my not being authentic, my not being present. Uh, and I would just always, you know, shove it on her. who was a lot of guilt and shame mm. that I did that to her thousands and thousands uh, of times. And I just didn't have it within me to be like, wait, no, oh, this is my experience. This is my need. Yeah. So I will convey it. Now I have to um, tell on you, Bridget, because mm-hmm. I'm rarely thrown by people using the connection codes because this is what, how we breathe and what we do. So we're at a party, and we spend a lot of time with Bridget because we adore her. She's one of our extra daughters. And uh, we're at this party, and I made you a drink, and I <laughs> and I put a little bit of effort into this, and I was very proud of myself. There's a lot of joy. And I handed it to you, and you took one sip, and you said, oh, sad. And I go, and I forgot the things because I'm like, what? And you go, yeah, that's just a pain experience. And I'm like, uh, no, what? And I'm thinking, I'm – and you and I are pretty close, so it's yeah. okay. But I'm like, no, Bridget, you go outside and you throw it in the fire <laughs> or something. You don't just say it in the moment. And you said, yeah. well, but it's a pain experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a joy experience. I'm like, no, this is not how humans function. And, of course, I was giving you grief. But it was just so beautiful. And I, I, in the moment, I, I said, I feel some hurt. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> and we processed that through, I think, in 25 yeah. seconds. Yeah. And I'm just watching this. And that has stuck with me. I've told that yeah. story so many times since then. I'm like, oh, what if everybody operated mm-hmm. that way? You know, will I feel pain? Will I yeah. feel hurt that you rejected my drink? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll process that with you. And we're 25 seconds into the interaction. And we're actually more bonded yeah. afterwards. because. And the corollary is now I know Bridget's just going to tell me. Mm-hmm. So when I miss something with her, and again, it wasn't I was doing something evil or wrong. Uh, I just... You know, the drink I handed you, you didn't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just to know that I can be safe with her because she'll tell me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to wonder. And I think most relationships struggle so much because they just don't know. Yeah. And Bridget may be totally authentic with me, but I don't know that she is. Mm-hmm. And so now I get lost and I'm always thinking, oh, my gosh, is she pissed about something? You know, yeah. she mad at me. And they just drown in the, the not knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really great beautiful point that i've not thought about very much is just the safety that it brings Mm. in your relationships and in your friendships whenever you both do process together because i have experienced so many times in life where and a part of it is my personality type i have so much shame i touch Mm. shame the closest and to have fear of what other people would say about me you know um is really damaging to me and but to have a friendship where you're just telling each other right there in the moment, so there's not the fear of, well, they're going behind my back right. and yeah. saying, wow. well, Glenn's a horrible drink maker. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he he is he's just awful at this. Or, um, well, Bridget destroyed my book. <laughs> you know, yeah. instead of just being able to say in the moment, mm. 
oh, that's pain or that's hurt or that's fear, it does. It opens you up to a safety that I hadn't really thought about. Which again, that's how we're coded. That's how we're hardwired from birth. Mm -hmm. And then we Mm -hmm. get reprogrammed. We never get recoded. It's still inside of us. We just got knocked off course. Mm. Yeah, that is really good. Um, I think for me, just even talking about building friendships. So I just moved to Nashville six months ago. Yesterday Mm. was my six month anniversary. So exciting. Mm. Um, And it's been, well, what a gift it's been to move and start a new season of life with the connection codes. Mm. Um, I acknowledge that like that is a huge gift Mm. to start friendships. Like it's just amazing to me. Like, you know, the, the, company I'm I'm part of you know they're connection coders mm. and so even having a boss wow. that's a connection coder is incredible and the safety that that's created in the workplace but I think about in building friendships for me it's been so triggering um to show up authentically because I was taught I think so much I think I got mixed messages about this whole idea of emotional boundaries in relationships mm. and so the way that I interpreted that teaching was oh there you have to wait until a certain right. magical line yeah. until you're allowed to be authentic and so i was experiencing a lot of pain in relationships or tolerating a lot of pain in relationships because i wasn't being authentic of what, what wow. was happening yeah. for me yeah. and so i know like one of the questions that i cried through with you glenn in the beginning was like so does that mean i take my stunt double on the first mm-hmm. date like do i actually gear up to be inauthentic mm-hmm. and so learning actually I can show up into a first date or to a friendship or to a workplace environment or in the grocery store at the coffee shop wherever it is like I can show up authentic and it's okay that there are some people that don't want the authentic version of Bridget and I think that was a really painful learning experience but I think I had it develop so many relationships in my life out of convenience Mm. not out of people that actually wanted the authentic version of me and so when I stopped hiding that did lead to a break in relationship and that is that there's devastating in that Mm. and so being able to process and so i think about um yeah like like showing up now super authentic from the beginning and you know i'd love to share a funny story about that but um there is pain in it i do want to acknowledge Mm -hmm. that that like it's not like this is some magical thing where you share the core emotion with one time with someone and your relationship is perfect Mm. it's a no it's just an invitation to connection over and over and over again even if the pain point needs to be processed four thousand times Mm. like for some people's brains you might hit a pain point and it's like okay great like we're ready to move on in 30 seconds for another person like I think about this week specifically, I've had like one pain point I've had to process for four days. Mm. And today on the fourth day, I feel finally felt like my body cut up wow. and I was like, okay, I've processed it. I've probably had to process that 15 times mm. to feel like my body actually got to a place where I followed mm. the energy all the way through. Wow. Mm. <laughs> you know, it is interesting. I think we miss on ourselves so often. Mm-hmm. Like even in teaching it, we say, you know, follow the energy all the way through, but we yeah. don't realize yeah. that applies to us yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Like personally, individually, mm-hmm. and and I think it's yeah, such a great reminder that we've got to yeah. use these tools for ourselves as an individual, not just as a marriage tool mm. yep. or you right, know, right. A, but to realize, yeah. wow, like I deserve this and I need this, yeah. mm. and I think we're often bombarded you know, with painful things mm-hmm. and to realize mm-hmm. it can be just as an individual, I need to use these tools and yeah. follow my own energy 
all the way out is really such a good reminder. Yeah, and that's one of the things I love, and I feel shame that I can't even quote you, Tier. I've only heard you say it a few hundred times. Um, what do you say at the beginning that uh, in our relationships and in ourselves? Uh-huh. But what's before that? I should know oh, this. Okay. You should know. Where we <laughs> teach you to process your emotions to help you connect with others and yourself. And in yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, you're worse than me. Not. <laughs> I'm say. not in the moment. Anyway, <laughs> I know. But, but I love it that you say in, in you know ourselves. Yeah. Because we do forget that, and mm. also you know those that know the Connection Code story. This grew out of my marriage therapy practice. And so I remember the, and I always say I'm the educated one, Phyllis is the smart one. I remember the first time, and Phyllis had been talking with Echo, and then Phyllis said to me, This isn't just about marriage, this is about all relationships. And then I was like, Wait, what? No, 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 no. And then Echo got in on it, and she said, Oh my gosh, Dad, this is amazing. With the kids, I'm like, uh, No, don't, not with those short people, that this can't possibly work. And I just had no idea that this Mm. was just the human. And of course, over the ensuing weeks and months, we're like, oh, well, dang, this is, mm-hmm. wow, really, really uh, powerful to realize Yep, yeah, this is just, and then as it even uh, evolves more and realize, oh, this is with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, we say to people, go to Amazon.com, get the extra large box of ooze so that you have them for yourself as well. And you're following your own energy. You're going, oh, what's, what's happening with me? What am I missing? What am I missing? What's happening? And you find uh, yourself, which is yeah. just remarkable. It's amazing to me. I actually had a dream, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, um, where I was talking to the little version of Bridget and I mm. ooed her. <laughs> and she just processed, like it was so powerful. Wow. Um, I feel like that's been happening a lot lately. I've been in a season of some um, intense coaching work for my own mm. p- story of pain. And so um, it was just been so cool of like having having so much practice in real life to like even while I sleep, like my subconscious waking up uh, and saying like, no, like you're worth being yep, regarded. Yep. And I think for me, one of the biggest places of resistance is with rest. And so to start listening of like, I, cause I can feel it. Like I feel it's like the, your body is so exhausted. I know that if I go sit down for 10 minutes, I will be out cold. Mm, um, wow. And so I'm learning to be like, Hey, like everything in culture says, push, 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 keep mm, going. Here's a deadline. Right. Here's a meeting. Here's whatever. And I'm like, my body is begging me, please don't push any further. Mm. And I'm responsible for following that energy. So to say, okay, the hard choice is to text and say, hey, I know we had coffee scheduled or, oh, I know we had this meeting scheduled. Mm. Um, I'm not able to show up because I think Mm. there's one of the biggest places of ownership, I feel like in this whole journey for me has been changing the narrative from me showing up authentically um, is hurtful to others um, cause it's like, if I say, oh, Tira, something you said hurt me, right. The alternative is me not saying that to you. And then I build resentment mm-hmm. and then I break our relationship. Yeah. So the most honoring thing that I can do is to say, oh, there's some pain here. Or there's yeah. some hurt here to create yeah. and build that trust. And so, um, for me, I've really just tried to be like, okay, like if I'm going to be a person of honor that I say I want to be, mm. that means that I have to show up with a real story, even if that story has some pain in it. Mm. And then I'll know, okay, does this person want to show up for me? Do they want to match me in this or do they not? And I want to know that soon. So um, we kind of joke about I've been processing what I'm calling my um, parking garage Mm. fear. Mm. Mm, I love this story. I hope you're going to tell it. I didn't know that I had a parking garage fear until Mm. I'm 
in Nashville and have lots of opportunities for parking garages. Um, and so I think back in my story, I have had experiences with, um, violence outside of cars. One, when I was about six or seven, one at about 19 and then again at 25. And so I just moved from small town, Ohio. And so there wasn't a lot of opportunity to be in situations that were kind of triggering to that core fear. Then I moved to Nashville um, and I'm in situations where I'm parking in new places in the dark in parking garages. And so I had met a brand new friend um, and she and I were going to go to a concert and I get to the parking garage and I go to open the door and I go, I can't get out of the car. And so again, I'm trying to follow my own energy. I'm like, okay, what do you need? Because everything inside of me that I've learned is so flooded in shame that says, if you're going to be this authentic with her this early, she will not be friends with you. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, I'm trying to like fight this inside of like, okay, do I get small and do I just fake it till I make it and hurt the relationship? Or do I honor my body? Do I honor the energy here? Do I honor this person and say, actually, this is what I need. So I call her and I was like, hey, I have lots of fear sharing this with you. You might think I'm psycho. Um, I need you to come park right next to me in this parking garage. Um, will you do that, please? Wow. And she was like, I'd be happy to. And so she came. And so I called a friend on the phone who I had already had a relationship with that knew the connection codes. And I'm like, hey, I need to do a feeling wheel with you. I'm in the car panicked. I can't get out of the car. Mm. And so I'm going through my core emotions. This is what's happening for me. New friend shows up. We get out of the car. Literally, it was like six steps to a door that opened. And then the event venue was like a little bit across the road. But I'm so grateful that I paused yeah. because mm. I had so much fun that night <laughs> that I wouldn't, I would have robbed myself of that joy if yeah. I wouldn't have processed because yeah. my nervous system would have been so stuck trying yeah. to process yeah. through the fear that oh. I dishonored or um, didn't follow yeah. that then I was able to show up and be really brave in that. And so that kind of started it, which was so cool to me, but then it started to get sticky because it kept happening again. And so like, I remember we were out for dinner and I was like, Hey, and I, there was a group of women. I was like, this is a really big pain point for me. I need people in this. Um, I might call you, or if we go out somewhere, like it's going to create a lot of safety for me to know what the parking is going to be like before I get there and just kind of showing up in that space, but having to process it multiple times and just at being okay to being able to get to the point. I mean, I probably had to do this 20 times with new people Mm. of like, Oh, this is a pain experience for me and being able to process it. And I was flooded with shame every time. Mm. And it was so cool. I think the, one of the last times it happened, um, I was fine going in because this, the, it was bright out still, but when we left dinner, it was dark. And I asked, I was like, well, will you walk me to my car? And I was with my friend and they walked me to my car and I got to the car and I was like, actually, I think I'm okay. I don't know that I need them to walk me next time. Mm. But it was because I followed it all the way through. Mm. Um, Which again, it's not some magic remedy where I don't have permission for it to show up again because two days ago I was in the situation again and I felt all the fears pop up in me with a person that I've processed 20 other times with. Mm. And I'm like, okay, am I going to show up authentic or am I going to... um, hide again and so i'm like hey feeling some guilt i know we've processed this Mm. a thousand times um i'm feeling fear that um and i said i don't even need anything from you i just needed to process that and they were able to say okay here's the details of what's going to happen here's what you're showing up to Mm. and i just was like thank you so much thank you for showing up in my fear and i'm ready to like move on now from it 
Yeah. Um, but that's just been so important to me of just really um, strengthening my friendship with myself that even if no one shows up, which so many people have shown up, but like even if no one else wants to show up for me in processing emotions, like I will be a really kind friend to myself that I will be the kindest, like uh, having the ooh to myself, even if no one else chooses to, yeah. which is a hard, powerful place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you found that in those friendships that they break down vulnerability to you more quickly than Mm. relationships in the past? Oh, absolutely. I think it's been so great just even practicing together because I think there's this, the biggest resistance you'll get is when you start sharing the, oh, I don't want you to feel that. I don't want you to feel shame. You don't need to be afraid. And being, and actually kind of learning together of, hey, I've been doing some learning recently. I found this awesome tool called the Connection Codes. And so when I'm sharing with you, um, it's just information to let us kind of both know what's happening. I love to hear what's happening on your side, um, has definitely strengthened those relationships. And, um, there have been people that have chosen not to show up like that. Yeah. And again, I think I want to mention that part of it because it's okay that some people choose not to show up for whatever reason is it doesn't even have to be personal about you. Um, but holding the tension of, when we are vulnerable, mm. it does create safety for other people to show up in vulnerability. Um, yeah. And it, uh, d- it strengthens their relationship. And I think that's the majority of people. Yeah. Once they see your vulnerability, they're like, oh, okay, yeah. well, maybe I can be vulnerable too. But if they're not, mm-hmm. I would rather you find that in this conversation that I've had a few times, I'd rather you find that out in 20 mm-hmm. minutes or a couple of hours or a day or two, not three and a half years of your life that Correct. you devote to this person and whether it's a dating relationship or whatever, and I've shared a lot of times that I was close to 50 yeah. uh, when Phyllis first said to me, babe, why do you pursue relationships with people that don't want yeah. a relationship with you? And I was aghast that I was married to this evil woman. And um, I was like, well, that's what we're supposed to do. You know, we're followers of Jesus. We love God, and that's what we're supposed to do. And she said, no, not at all. And that has revolutionized everything for me. I'm startled. Uh, and I'm not allowed to go keep someone's car uh, because they're not safe for me. But I would rather find that out. And it's still painful, just like you said, which is, that's important that it's not, you know, la-la land, that everything's magical. It's still painful, but at least then you know. And now you know this person is not going to be there for me, is not going to be safe for me. They don't think that I'm good enough for them. Whew, thank goodness they let me know that. Now I cannot expend all my time and energy that I was going to. Now I'll just go hang out with people who are kind uh, to me, which is what we are designed to do anyway remarkable yeah i love that and that because i'm also new to the area you know moved here just a few months before you did and um so finding new friendships has been terrifying for me and also i often feel like an outlier um for the area that we move into because i my views are not always the same as everyone else's about different topics. And so it's been tricky to navigate meeting new people uh, because I want to be vulnerable quickly with them, but I also don't want to be rejected by every single human (laughs) that I meet. And um, so I was introduced to a friend um, from Glenn and Phyllis. So she's a fellow connection coder and I've probably hung out with her I don't know, six times at this point and mostly in groups. And um, this week she, and I, she is someone who got vulnerable with me very quickly. And I was like, Oh wow, 
this is different. This is refreshing. And so our first time ever hanging out one-on-one, I was like, listen, I need you to know right now who I am because I don't want to get attached to you. And then you find out that I believe all of these things and then you reject me later. Mm. And, um, and so even two days ago, she and I had lunch together. She said, I want to invite a new friend, you know, for you to meet because I think that you will align. And I sat there with these two women, one of which I hung out six times with, the other who I'd met 20 minutes earlier. And because of the first woman's vulnerability yeah. and safe space for me, we sat there and talked about gun control. We talked about intimate details of sex. Mm. I told those women's secrets that I've only told Mm. one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. I went deeper with those two people Mm -hmm. than I have been with the majority Mm -hmm. of my Mm -hmm. friends. And it was because the first one was vulnerable enough to share with me and she created safe space for me to be myself. And so I just think that that is so beautiful and incredible. And I, I, I want to acknowledge that we are it does kind of sound easier than it is because mm. I still have fear yeah. of, oh, if my next door neighbors find out really who I am, mm-hmm. are they going to reject me? And yeah. so there is a lot of pain in vulnerability mm-hmm. for sure. But once you get over that hump, then you can find those authentic relationships that are deeper than you could imagine. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I know even like the first time we had coffee that you brought that up. And I just think it's so great because I feel so honored to go slow. Like I just, I feel so honored in our friendship to be able to go, okay, hey, like this is a real big pain point for Tira. And to say, okay, like it's an honor to hold your heart in that. Cause I know there's so many things and like the parking, right? Right. That That's a pain point for me. So for me to be able to show up and say, hey, this is what I need. Um, hmm. It feels so good. And I think like, I love being able to care for you in friendship that way in the same way I've watched you guys, you know, show up for friendship for me, um, that we want to do that. And I think it's, it's a gift that we offer, which is so vulnerable. Cause I, it is okay. Like it's okay that it's scary. It's okay that it feels like so flooding and so overwhelming to show up because most of us have spent our lives so inauthentic mm. or we've shown up in thought in, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm. We've showed up in authenticity correct? Can you say with? With, like, with, with is the word, guy. <laughs> we showed up with authenticity. Phyllis and I say everything wrong, yeah. and he always we tells do. us. We and we've been abandoned, or we've been mm. rejected, or whatever. Mm. It is. And so it's a pain yeah. experience, and so that's okay. And so, um, yeah, I just think it's a great a great tool to be able to say, hey, like I'm going to show up for me, and I'm going to show up in relationships, and it creates a whole new level of mm. intimacy and depth that wouldn't have been there right. if we didn't risk right. being real. For sure. And that creates a better you and Mm. it creates a better, like your other relationships. Because like I left lunch with those two women as a better wife, Mm. truly. Like I was inspired to go home and like see my husband and love my husband well, because I had Mm. spent time with two women that were vulnerable with me. Mm -hmm. And so in the same for, if it's whether it's a business situation Mm -hmm. or just wanting to like grow yourself, when you surround yourself with other people, they're going to speak life into you and hold space mm-hmm. for you and that you can share authentically with, mm-hmm. it is just going to amplify your life tremendously. Mm-hmm. But it does, it takes vulnerability to get there. And that's not always easy. 
immediately. Yeah, and that's something that culturally we've said is that, you know, well, these relationships take a long time to develop. Mm-hmm. And most people believe that, especially in our faith-based spaces, mm-hmm. that, you know, well, you need to be there for five years. So who knows? Nobody even knows the, the yeah. equation on it. And what I've said for many years that has not always gone over well with church leadership is it doesn't take time to develop relationships of depth. It takes depth mm-hmm. to develop relationships of depth. Mm-hmm. And exactly what you're talking about, Tier, that you just met this woman. Well, Tier, it's going to take several years, mm-hmm. and, and then you'll be able to connect with her. Yeah. And you'll be able to be open and vulnerable. No. she The, the stage was set for uh, the, the other person was authentic, and then you just lean uh, into it and if this person wasn't safe and again they'll still be pain in it but i'd rather you find that out quickly right so now you're not pursuing this relationship for three years and then you find out this person is never going to be there for right. me Ugh. so now i just invested three years into this relationship you know i'm i'm thinking about this just on different levels as far as for our listeners because i'm i'm kind of going through a, a, a catalog of my friends because there are certain mm. friend groups that I've had for a really long time yeah. like pre-connection codes yep. and when I step back into that space mm-hmm. it is so obvious to me the lack of depth the lack mm-hmm. of vulnerability um and and I have taken like one time it was actually uh on a just a girl's weekend getaway and I took the core motion wheel and I I put it on the table and I asked them to join me in that and these are women I've known for many years and they panicked Mm. like panicked and some of them were like ah and I thought oh wow Mm. that's really sad that means we're not safe we've invested all these years in these friendships and we don't feel safe with each other. Mm-hmm. And I knew I had to start, you know, yeah. which is, uh, uh, you know, if you're kind of relating to this, I would encourage you, you've got to start. So I started and I did the whole wheel and I was very raw, transparent, because I knew the more I was vulnerable, mm-hmm. the more chance of right. them right. Um, being being there and getting there. And ended up that everybody did it. Uh, um but for some, it, you could just see the pain of of sharing, honestly, and and yet, you know, again, that was only one time. And how beautiful if that had been like, and it took. I mean, I was I had fear even suggesting it because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I felt the energy yeah. shift. I felt yeah. they're going to yeah. resist this, and. You know, my, I think my, my my sadness in it was I wish I had started there that when we first got there mm. and then had had the opportunity to do it multiple wow, times yeah. before I left for the weekend. And, and, and I think, though, you know, if you're new to Connection Codes or you're, you're just learning these tools, um, it is because kind of what I'm hearing, like you just moved here, you just are sharing it from a I'm new in town so these are new relationships, yeah, like and I'm wanting to show up authentically. And yes, there's times even that you still it's painful because you kind of get that some people are okay with it, some mm. are like, no, thank you. But I, I, it is an extra challenge, an extra layer when you're trying to bring this into a friend group that you've had for a super long mm. time, yeah. and you feel fear, like or at least I did, in in bringing it out, and and yet from that group 
there are some who've stepped over mm. into this space and yeah. want to use these tools and are using these tools. Mm. And so then it has really taken our friendship to a really beautiful level. And I feel super safe with a few of them. Um, and so I think though in realizing this, these tools will really shine. It's almost like it spotlights these friendships that you maybe have had for decades mm -hmm. may not be that safe. And, mm -hmm. and, but you got to make space. That's yeah. the beauty. Like when you, when you spotlight friendships and you realize, wow, as hard and painful as it is realizing, you know what? I, I, that isn't safe. It, it's okay to go, I need to go find some friendships that are, mm -hmm. I deserve that. Mm -hmm. I need that. Mm -hmm. And then, but you got to make space. It's like, you got to first find out the truth in this friendship to be able to go and start new friendships. Cause we're all limited in how much time we have, yeah. just how much yeah. energy we have to nurture friendships. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think, especially for our listeners who are like, I've lived in this town for this, you know, for a long yeah. time. My friends are, you know, my acquaintances' friends are yeah. all the same. There's nobody new coming in. Mm -hmm. So then what do we do? Well, yeah. you still, the tool is a powerful tool. And you can do it with strangers, right? Like, that's mm. a really cool experience. When you do it with someone for the first time who y'all don't know each other, that can be a really powerful experience. But yeah. it's also to take it into friendships that you've had for a long time. It really can either take your friendships to an incredible level and all mm -hmm. of a sudden you realize we can do this. Like, yeah. You're safe for me and I'm yeah. safe for you. And Or you learn that, wow, this will never, I'm not safe with y'all, no matter how many decades we've been friends. And yeah. yeah. I think one of the things I always love to encourage people, whether that's friends or clients or however that, that works out, of being like, hey, when you're creating a new um, dynamic for a relationship. I think there's two things. Number one, create that space to grieve the shift in the dynamic. And number two, like communicate your intention. Like my, I have so much joy having you in my life and I want to have a friendship that feels so safe for both of us. Mm. I've learned these new tools that have been really helpful for me to connect with myself or in my marriage or in my friendships. Is this something that you want to try? And like honor that compared to the like, our friendship is broken. We don't have any trust. Let's go do this tool. Mm. Like that's immediately going to mm. shut someone down. So mm -hmm. I've learned even changing the language. I think I, I especially encourage couples to do this, but I think this works in all, in all areas is like communicate the intention. Like my intention is I love you. I want to create safety with you. I want to connect with you. Um, I found some things that have been helpful for me. Do you want to, do you want to try that? And that just, kind of melts people a little bit compared to the like opposite. So I just found that like that using that specific phrasing of yeah. like, I have joy having you in mm -hmm. my life. Mm -hmm. I want to have a safe relationship with you. Um, that's just kind of helped the the change. Cause I, it is hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think about, you know, all the relationships, it's not like my world's in a bubble now where I only have relationships that have existed for six months. I have family and friends I've known for decades. And mm -hmm. so creating that, um, space to relearn some things and heal some places where I've contributed to brokenness in our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's so definitely good. something that Dr. Glenn talks a lot about because we do, will have a lot of husbands or wives message in mm -hmm. or partners and say, Hey, I want this, but my partner won't. How do I convince them to do it? Yeah. And yeah, like approaching someone and being like, I love you and I care about you and I want to do this with you yeah. so we can grow together 
is such a different shift in the dynamic and, and how the reaction can yeah. play out. And especially when you can use the third phrase and say to somebody, I think I've missed some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't mean to. I, I think I yeah. just really missed some things with you. These are the things I think I've missed. What else mm-hmm. has happened for you that I've missed? Yeah, wow. And what an incredible, and again, not not just non-threatening. It's mm-hmm. so pleading. It's so mm-hmm. inviting to get them uh, to, to be able to convey because it's true for everybody i mean i've missed in every relationship ever we all uh, have and just to have that opportunity especially parents with adult children that's a really big thing right mm. okay yeah. we end the our podcast every single week with our core emotion will mm-hmm. and so if this is your first time listening well you've probably been pretty confused <laughs> of like what have they been talking about this whole time um our core emotion will is the tool that we use to teach you how to identify the emotions firing within your body. Mm. And it gives you the opportunity to connect with not only yourself, but with a friend or with your partner, with your team. And so we end every single episode going through, there are very specific rules to how you can use this correctly so it doesn't create more damage. And you can find those on our website, connectioncodes.co forward slash podcast. And you can download a copy of this tool, mm-hmm. a video of Glenn and Phyllis doing the tool, as well as the, uh, the outline of how to do it appropriately. Mm-hmm. So Bridget, you're going to do it today? Well, I am feeling a little bit of fear. Um, so you're going to have to partner with me because I don't, we don't have a wheel. I know. Uh, I have one on my fridge. Wait, do we have one? No. Mm-mm. I took I took it off. I feel some guilt. I oh, took it Lord. off the other day and gave it away. Wow. Oh. Did you really? I did. I think I can do okay. it. I just might need some help. We'll get that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, there is some lonely for me mm. in the connection code world mm. um, as a single person. I think I feel some guilt in that too because I know behind the scenes that you guys have done an incredible job creating connection codes as a place for all people in all ages and stages of life. Um, so just continuing to learn how to navigate that and process that with you. What does that look like for me um, as an unpartnered person um, for now? Um, there's some sadness today in the weather. Mm. <laughs> I wish it was sunshine and beautiful. I could have lunch outside. Um, shame. There's some shame just for how I've shown up in relationships before connection codes mm. of I know that um, without having these tools that I've just contributed to some dynamics that have hurt others. Mm. Um, and so I just, you know, make space for that on both sides. Um, hurt. Mm. I think there's hurt for... Um, there's hurt in places where I show up. I think there's hurt in dating. There's, there we go. Mm. There's like hurt in dating of places where I've shown up authentically and to have guys say, Oh, actually that's not what I want. Mm. And I Mm -hmm. honor them. And that's so great that that's their choice, but there's just a hurt. There's hurt in that. Ooh, ouch. And kind of having that Mm. repeat. Um, where are we at? Fear. Fear. Um, I think there's fear that in being so authentic, will there be a dude that wants to choose me forever? Mm. Wow. Um, I think with that, there's also joy because I think I can hold I can hold space for both. That there's lots of joy, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be where I am at in this season of life 
to build a lot of self-trust, to build trust in friendships and mm. business and family, um, that I'm so excited to be able to show up with connection codes tool from the very first mm-hmm. date. Like that mm. is so, I have so much joy thinking about yeah. that. Like just, and I, I think I've said this to you guys, uh, privately, but just so grateful, like for the way that you guys have shared your story so publicly, like there's something deep within me and like my desire to carry like legacy of connection codes of like, look what all of you guys have fought for in your own homes, in your own families. Like I can't, there's something inside of me that goes like, I cannot, um, let all that hard work go to waste. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just so grateful that I have the opportunity to show up on a first date wow. with mm-hmm. connection codes because of the 30 years mm-hmm. of struggle that you guys have contributed to. So I feel lots of joy in that. Um, anger, anger and guilt. Anger and guilt. Mm-hmm. Angry. Um, I'm angry um, that I was taught messages that uh, emotional boundaries meant, or at least the way I interpreted, um, stay small. Mm, yeah. that that was somehow the honoring thing or the mm. pure thing to do in relationship. Wow. Um, guilt. I think I have guilt um, as someone that has served in leadership at a church mm. um, that I've contributed to messages that have harmed people's relationships wow. Wow. and have wounded their ability to connect with their emotions. Mm. Um, mm. Grateful for the opportunity to heal, heal that. But there's some, I think there's some guilt in that too. Wow. Mm. Get that. So good. That's so good. Cool. Thank you so Thank much you. for sharing and for being yeah. here mm-hmm. and joining in this conversation about friendship and about processing for yourself, with yourself, yeah. and then how to reach out to other people to mm-hmm. process with them. Um, it's just so impactful for everyone, myself included. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want everyone to hear that like you are worthy of yeah. safe relationships. Yes. And friendships. Mm -hmm. And I think so many of us have experienced so much pain Mm -hmm. in friendship, Mm -hmm. um, whether it was through rejection or down the road, um, just trust being broken. A lot of pain is there. Mm -hmm. And I also want to say, especially to men, because I do think that women are can be faster to getting vulnerable yeah. with other females and friendships. And there's, we have a lot of pain in it. I think a men, some men have avoided some of that pain because they don't mm. go as deep as quickly. Mm. And so there's just like a lot of surface level. And I just want men to hear like, you are worthy of Absolutely. deep and vulnerable yes. mm-hmm. relationships 100%. with other men. Yeah. Um, so you can share life and not carry everything by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are curious about like what all are they talking about i need more information um again you can start with downloading our will for free at connectioncodes.co forward slash podcast or you can just dive right in if you're like me and my partner need this tool um, and we need it not only for our relationship but for ourselves and for our friendships go to connectioncodes.co forward slash foundations course and that is our beginners course for processing and learning how to identify your emotions. And as Bridget mentioned, we have an incredible book that is worth getting a highlighter for (laughs) and a pen and mark it up completely. Um, And just go ahead and buy one for your friend because they'll ask to borrow it and then they'll mark it up and ruin your book. (laughs) There you go. Just start with two now. (laughs) Um, And so we do all of this and we share all of this because... Because you need this. You deserve this. So So let's let's do do this. this. Let's do this.